What's good? What's good? So yeah, this Ilion. I mean, that's my nickname. My nickname Ilion, but you know, my real name is Jupiter Ruera de Leon, or Jupiter Ruera de Leon. And uh, I've been running this podcast probably about five years now, and I don't really jump on here like that. So when I do. I try to make sure that, um, you know, it's a message. Um, there were point times where I would jump on here to give like an update or whatever. But um, so I guess that could kind of be that as well. Um, but I really just try to keep my personal life personal because <clears throat> it's one thing my dad always told me when I was growing up. <laughs> Because I was like one of those kids, you know, that just, I go up to somebody, you know, in the grocery store and just start telling them about everything, <laughs> you know what I mean? And my dad was just like, you know, he was telling me when I was a little kid, like, <clears throat> you know, he, he he understood that I was a kid and, and that's how kids are or whatever. But he was just saying like, you know, as you get older, you don't want to do that because you don't know what other people's intentions are. And, you know, everybody isn't you know, nice and open and, and, you know, you just gotta understand that there are people out there that want to hurt you. And not just that, but there's also the enemy, right? The enemy is always working behind the scenes and he's always going to try to use whoever he can use to cause strife and division. And that happens in the churches. It happens everywhere. You know, like we are not exempt from it. As long as we're down here, you know, in this physical medium, as long as we're in these um, sinful vessels, um, I think we're always going to have to be dealing with that for sure. But, um, <clears throat> and I know I said I think of for sure in the same breath, but you know what I mean. So anyways, I just wanted to jump on here because um, I don't know about how long ago it was. It could have been maybe a year. I'm not sure. But I just know that when I was, I'd wake up in the morning, right? And I would hear knocking on my door, right? And I would get up and go and look out the peephole or out the blinds to see if I could catch somebody walking away to find out who, who was knocking on the door. And I'd never see anybody. And then that happened for months and months and months, right? And then after that, I started hearing somebody um, jiggling my doorknob. Like they were actually trying to open the door and come in, which that, you know, sets off alarms. You know, because you're like, who's that, you know? And, you know, sometimes I'll be waking up early, early, you know? So it's still dark out and you're like, that's that ain't cool, you know? So then jump up, go... Look out the peephole and the blinds to see if you can see anybody. Don't see nobody. Today is the first day that I woke up and I heard the door opening. I know I heard the door opening, you know. And mind you, there's also times where I'm hearing, I'm hearing horns, I'm hearing trumpets and things like that. 
and I know other people have, have said that as well. Um, so I do feel like it's, it's, it's super close, you know what I mean? The catching away, the harpazo, the, the rapture, the raptoro, catalambano, paralambano, whatever. Um, to seize with great force. I think that's what it says in the Greek or Hebrew. Anyway, um, so I had, let's see, more is required. Instagram, I shut that down. I shut down my radiate light forever. I shut down my make the raptor. So I shut down three Instagram accounts. Um, they were bubbling. Um, all of them except for like make the rapture. So those two, uh, my free age music group, I got locked out of. They won't let me back in. I keep sending them videos and stuff. They're trying to say it's not me, but you know, it's the enemy. But I was, I was definitely getting a lot of traction on that more is required. And, um, I just made a decision that, um, sometimes we want to, you know, do the Lord's work and we want to go out there and we want to spread the gospel but we have to kind of weigh the consequences too sometimes. Like I am posting and I am sending stuff out, but I'm also vulnerable to getting messages, receiving comments. And there's definitely like, I think there's like filters and stuff like you can put on that to where you can not receive messages and, um, um, I think you can block the comments or whatever. But sometimes the comments is important because, you know, I don't know everything. You know, none of us do. So sometimes when I post stuff, it allows somebody else that maybe has done a little bit more research in that area to go in there and post. But it also allows, you know, people to go there and cause problems, which can get you to sin. Because if you get into an argument, then um, you're not... You know what I mean? You're not being Jesus-like or Christian-like. So, let's see. Let me go through the Ten Commandments. One, only have one God. Two, worship Him only. Three, don't use bad words. And that's why I started to read that because in the comment section, people can provoke you, you know. Uh, four, work six days, rest one. That one I, I do have a problem with because the bills... And we're that we're in a recession right now, you know. So Lord forgive me for that. Obey your mom and dad. Both of my parents are deceased from cancer. Um, but I obey the father, you know, Yahuwah. Um, six, never hurt anyone, right? And you can do that in the comment section. You can hurt somebody's feelings, you know, and, and words do hurt. Uh seven, do not cheat. Eight, do not steal. Nine, always tell the truth. 10, don't be jealous of other people's stuff. And that's definitely not the KJV version because, uh, you know, it would be different wording. And uh, this is the B attitudes. I just ordered all this stuff off of Amazon so I could have my little reminders. I was going to gift it to somebody, but I'm like, you know what? They probably wouldn't appreciate it or they probably wouldn't hang it up. So it's better I I keep it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, Jesus God. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. That's uh, Matthew 5, 3 through 12. And then uh, we could do Psalm 91 too. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not feel the terror of night for the arrow that flies or nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked if you make the most high your dwelling. Even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you, concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's a super, super powerful prayer. And it just makes me think like people living in tents. You know what I'm saying? And, um... Because there's a lot of people living in tents right now. And maybe even more to come, you know. The pestilence, obviously. Who knows what they're going to try to do. This is an interesting time because 2024 is next year, right? So, um, elections and all of that type of stuff. And, um, you know, it's just like, sometimes I would get mad at God because I'm like, man, it's like, why does everything got to be so confusing? Why does there got to be so many puzzles? Why is there so much deception? Why do we have to work so hard to get the truth? You know, and aside from doing all of these things and making sure that we're obedient and, you know, follow and, and you know, living and uh, being about the father, you know, living out the teachings of Jesus, implementing them in our life and being about the father's business, which that's like more than a full time job because we have to interact with people every day. Um, we still have to pay our bills, you know, and they're just not paying fairly, you know, and I don't know. I probably got three or four jobs right now, you know, and I'm so exhausted with work that any free time that I get, I just sleep. Like, I've just been sleeping. Like, I've completely neglected my gym membership, you know. And the way the gym's set up, which I hate, is they don't let you cancel the membership unless you do it in person. 
And if I make it there in person, then I'm like, I need to work out. So I just work out. And I think that's pretty much why they do that, you know. But I'm trying not to complain because that's a sin. And at this point in my walk with the Lord, any anything, any little opening, anytime I make one little mistake, the devil jumps on it, you know, like immediately. And, you know, I'll get hit with depression. I'll get hit with um, just anger for existing, you know. I've never wanted to not exist this much in my life. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, I felt like that a lot, you know. And I think when I was like eight years old or something, I tried to hang myself in the basement, you know. That's how much I was getting attacked as a child, you know. And now I couldn't even imagine seeing a little kid, you know, that age, thinking that way or even attempt to try to take their life, you know. So here's the last one real quick. The Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. But yeah, um, you know, and there's been times too, like, you know, I'm like, well, I'm out here on my own. I'm doing all this stuff on my own. So it, it's more intense because, I, you know, I don't really have prayer partners. So then I'll try to get prayer partners and then the devil just destroys those relationships, you know, and um, it's tough. And I'm not saying like I'm a perfect person in those uh, prayer relationships because I, I'm, I'm, I definitely get triggered too. And, um, and the Lord is, is merciful. You know, that's like I posted that episode about soul fragmentation and, you know, um, how there's no legalities around it, but how Satan can, can use that as a trigger, you know? So, you know, I just feel like I got work to do every single day. There's work to do. And I'm just focused on the stick of my eye. Um, so much so that it's, it's difficult to be around anybody because it really regresses you, you know? And then you really see how much more work you have to do when you're around people, you know, and the thing is, most people are not worried about working on themselves. At least that's what I've come to realize. Most people are pretty complacent and comfortable in who they are today, presently, you know what I mean? And if you're the type of person that's going around, you know, trying to motivate them or inspire them to be a better version of themselves, they can misinterpret that and take it like you think you're better than everybody and you're just pointing the finger so it, it it gets really tricky and the thing is if you don't behave the way that they behave then that's they're offended by that as well because with with people wherever they're at you know they they form this um it's almost like a, a a band or a community or like a a group, you know, like an after school club or something, you know, and like certain things are funny to them. That's funny to the whole group, you know, certain things they don't like the whole group doesn't like, you know, or one person doesn't like that they, they all don't like because they just stick together. 
<clears throat> we, we are very much like sheep, you know, and me being a loner, um, I wouldn't say that I'm an introvert, <laughs> but I'm just, I just live alone, you know, and for the most part, I work alone, you know, but there are times where I have to interact with others, you know, and even though they're short periods of time, I wouldn't say the longest is, you know, and I could control it to a certain extent, but the longest it's usually like 20 to 30 minutes, you know, um, and even at that point, I try to break away, you know, or I just try to be quiet because um, I'm a target. I mean, Satan is gunning for me all day long when I'm working, I'm running from the enemy and it shouldn't be that way, you know, because we have authority in Jesus name, but there's just so the enemy is so prevalent right now that, you know, I really feel like we're outnumbered, you know. And I was at church the other night and I was doing some calculations and the pastor said something about there being about 8 billion people on earth. And immediately I, I just started thinking about the book of Bartholomew and the, the conversation he had with Jesus where Jesus told him that three out of 10,000, no, three out of 30,000 make it to heaven, make it to paradise. Cause he asked Jesus, he's like, how many people die every day? And he said about 30,000. And then he said, well, how many out of the 30,000 make it to paradise? And Jesus said three. So I'm just like, dang man, three out of 30,000, that's one out of 10,000. So one out of 10,000, when you do the math on that, out of 8 billion souls on the earth, 8, 8 billion divided by 10,000, is 800,000. So that means eight, 800,000 people will make it to heaven out of how many people are on earth right now. So we are outnumbered. You know, we are outnumbered by non-believers, by lukewarm Christians. And right now, like, it seems like because of we're outnumbered like that, that all we keep hearing is, you know, if you believe in Jesus, you're going to heaven. And I just don't agree with that because I believed in Jesus and I went to hell. You know, like Jesus took me to hell a few times and I believed in him. Now, when I was in hell, I called on his name and he saved me. So I know that's true. All who will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. But you can go right back to into the mess you just got delivered from, you know? So that means you need to constantly stay calling out to Jesus. You need to constantly stay in his word, constantly stay on track. You can't have any openings. We all do it, I know, but we got to try to minimize that as much as possible, you know? And it's it's interesting because I know when I go to new churches, there's always somebody in that church then I know they have strong demons in them because I can see it in their eyes. You know, that's one thing, like when you watch people with, that do deliverances and stuff like that, um, you can see the demons in, in, in their eyes. And I don't know how to describe it, but it's just like, you know that something is looking at you from inside that person that's not that person. You know, that's the only way I can describe it. And I fell victim to it too. You know what I mean? Like I've had demons in me. I probably still have demons in us. I think, 
you know, we all have demons in us. You know, I don't, it says none of us are righteous. So that's, that's why it's so tiring. That's why we got to work so hard because the enemy just has millions of ways to, to enter our vessel. He has millions of ways to attack us and set us up and it's exhausting, you know, like, I think that's probably why I sleep so much, you know what I mean? Because I'm just wore out because even when I'm sleeping, I'm fighting, I'm battling in the dream state, which makes me mad. But I know that my soul is immortal because my body is sleeping, but my soul is active. And since I'm walking in the spirit, I'm very aware of what's going on while my body is sleeping. And it's frustrating. I'm like rebuking witches and demons in the dream world. I'm throwing the holy water on them. I'm saying fire in the name of Jesus. And I'm doing this for hours. Like I'm not talking about a couple minutes. I'm talking about I'm... I, fire, fire, fire in the name of Jesus. Fire, fire, fire in the name of Jesus. Fire, fire, fire in the name of Jesus. An hour later, fire, fire, fire in the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, it takes a lot of prayer to get rid of some of these demons, to get rid of these incubus and succubus spirits that are trying to attack you while you're sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one thing that we're successful in the physical world. Like, I'm celibate. I'm abstinent. I don't have sex. You know, I haven't had sex for years. Um, I'm divorced and I'm pretty sure, you know, like almost like a hundred percent sure that I cannot remarry. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure it's, it's a biblical thing and that's why I've had no success. Even if I've really tried to go out on dates and really try to, to, um, you know, like court a woman or something like that. Um, something happens to where it just fizzles out and dissolves or she's not on the level or she gets offended by something or she's got so many other distractions or she's got so many other men that are trying to, to, to pursue her that, um, she just can't stay focused on one guy, you know? So it's a lot of that, you know? And, um, it's just too much, you know? And it's just like me personally, I just feel like God just like, I told you so. Like, just focus on me. We're at the end. None of this stuff matters, you know. Remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. Don't don't want anything here. Because if you want one thing here, that's enough for you to miss the rapture, you know. So it's been tough because there's all kinds of things here that are cool. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of things that I would like to do with my life here that I've never got to do. You know, I've never traveled the world. There's so many places I would like to travel and visit and so many different cultures that I would like to experience and different foods and, you know, different vehicles that I would like to own and, and, and live at and different houses and properties. And, you know, there's just a lot, you know, and it sucks because like my, the way that I used to think about life, the way that I grew up thinking, um, I really thought like I have free will and that. You know, I could date an Asian woman and then I could date a, a Latino woman. I could date an African-American woman. I could date a woman from Russia. And then I could just be filled in the wrench with all these different experiences in life. And that's what I thought life was about. And um, now I, I just realized I can't really do anything because it's all an offense to the Lord. It's all a sin, which makes you not want to live, you know, and that's. Probably why every day I hate my life and I, I wish for non-existence. Because who wants 
who wants to be have all these stim, um, stimulating um, adventures or things that that you could be thinking about or you, things things that you can go do with your life, like you know, you know, zip lining or going to this theme park or you know, going uh, jet skiing or you know, and I'm not saying like these things are are bad, you know what I mean, but at some point, like, we know to get good at anything here, it, practice makes perfect. So if I wanted to be, like, an MMA fighter, I'd have to be in the gym every day practicing, practicing, practicing. If I wanted to be a boxer, same thing. If I wanted to be a baseball player or football or soccer or whatever it is, a race car driver, <clears throat> you know, whatever it is, it takes it, it takes a lot of focus to to master those things you know and it does lead into idolatry if you're just focused on one thing every single day and god is a jealous god he hates idolatry he wants you to only focus on him and so you know i don't think i think for me it's so frustrating because i feel like i do it <laughs> you know what i mean I do feel like I do it, but I, you can get burnt out on everything, you know, anything can burn you out if, if it's too much, you know, and um, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope, so I don't know, like, how much longer I have to be uh, experiencing all of this, and I'm trying to be careful with how I say things, because I don't want it to come off, like, in a morbid tone, like, you know, like, I'm depressed and, you know, I just want to throw in a towel. It's just the spiritual warfare is so intense that if you're not getting attacked like this, I just don't know how to connect with you. You know what I mean? And I think that's the disconnect that I have with everybody around me. Nobody understands what I'm going through spiritually. And I try to tell them, like, this is spiritual warfare. I wish you knew about it. And, like, you know, some of my... My coworkers are just like, man, just be happy. It's just, just change your mind and just be happy. And I'm like, bro, you, just, I want to be happy. You don't think I don't want to be happy? I want to be happy. I'm being oppressed right now. I'm being attacked. You know, and that's why I'm glad I shut down those Instagram uh, accounts because I was getting attacked through those accounts. You know what I mean? And it, the spirit of Jezebel was was coming at me through those accounts too. You know what I mean? So I had to shut it down. You know. And, um, like, it's just back to a militant mode. I have to master the art of distraction. I have to distract myself from thoughts. Like, when you when you get into the realm of thinking and thoughts and, and monitoring what you're thinking and redirecting traffic to make sure that you're not thinking anything that can offend the Lord, you're, in a, you're on a whole new level. You're on a level that's close to insanity. Because you're trying to be perfect like the Father in Heaven is perfect. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people do not agree with this. I don't care. Because they're just, they, they're just not experiencing it. If they were, then they would understand, you know. And I'm not saying, like, I don't care about them. I don't care what they think. I'm just saying, <clears throat> I don't care to waste my energy trying to make somebody believe something that they're, they're going to refuse to believe. You just don't understand unless you're dealing with that that level of, of, of spiritual warfare. 
I like this medium right here for sharing the gospel because nobody can attack me. Now, there was, you know, when I had those IG accounts open, people were finding my accounts and they were, you know, sending me messages, you know, <clears throat> and I even get emails. But usually the emails are a little bit more uh, polite because they're like, can you can you um, post some episodes about this or that or like I'm dealing with this and. I'm dealing with that and, you know, you got any advice or can you find something? And honestly, I just pray about it. Like, I don't, I'm not really in charge of what I post. It's the Holy Spirit. It's really God. You know, it's interesting because I did a song called Milliseconds, right? And then when I, I skipped church, I think like two weeks in a row, I skipped church. And then I went to church last Thursday. And it's interesting because I went to that church a few times, right? And the pastor... You know, he kind of, kind of shunned. Me. I don't want to say he shunned me, but he just kind of didn't really um, take the time to like to sit down with me and talk with me and get to know me or anything like that. And he's busy, and I get it, and I, I don't need that. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I, I, that's not what I'm there for. Like I'm not there to hold hands and hug and you know be best buddies. Like I'm there for. Um, the word, you know, I'm, I'm there to receive the word, <clears throat> even though pretty much everything that he's, you know, teaching, you know, I've been learning that, you know, not saying like, oh, I know all this stuff. I'm just saying like, we are the body of Christ. So everybody in the body of Christ, we're all learning, you know, the lessons that, you know, God wants us to learn, you know, because, you know, the Holy Spirit's indwelling our temples. So it makes sense that we're all on the same page, even if we're not around each other. And so, like, I know the stuff that he's preaching because I'm living it, you know. And I've seen he was and he's always in there talking about the new members. Like, yeah, we got a new member. And he's just like, you know, blowing up, blowing them up and, you know, making them feel all great and, and, and this and that. <clears throat> and I kind of wonder, I'm like, that's weird because I'm a new member and I've I've been here, you know, hand you know, more than a handful of times. And I've never, I've never been welcomed like that, you know, and that's kind of what I look at it. Like he's welcoming the new members and, you know, he's, um, you know, I don't want to say glorifying them, but he, he's, he's definitely shining a spotlight on the new members. You know what I mean? And, um, and this is like, it's cool. Cause I'm used to it. Like I'm used to always being outcasted. I'm used to all of that. You know what I mean? And I don't need it. You know, it's like, I, I don't, when you, when you've been outcasted and shunned your whole life. And I'm talking about from my family to school, to anything, any and everything I've ever done, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I make music. I've been shunned and outcasted and, and blackballed in that industry. As long as I've been, been making music, right? I got over 40, I got 42 albums, but I got, I probably dropped at least over 40 something singles within the last year, you know, like I'd really try to make a song every weekend, if not more, like sometimes during the week I'm making music, you know, mm -hmm. and I make so much music that <clears throat> I can't even afford to keep up with paying for beats and paying for engineers so I make so much music that I just do a lot of free music. Really, I would just probably say all my music is free because I don't get paid for it. Never have, you know, um, it sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean, it really does. But I mean, it's a labor for the Lord right at this point, because I'm just I'm just putting the things that I'm learning into the music.
to try to reach that community, you know, and it's like the drill rap community that I'm trying to focus on because, you know, the drill rap is the murder rap. It's, it's the, the rappers that they're dissing people, they're murdering each other. <clears throat> that, uh, that, that community needs attention, you know? And so that's, that's where I've been. That's the music I make. I, I, I make Christian rap over drill beats, you know, and that's just what I do. You know what I mean? So it's not for everybody. You know, I wish I could sing really well. Trust me. Like I listen to singers. I listen to angelic singers in the choir that just hit these notes and their vocals are so perfectly attuned and crispy. And it's just like, <clears throat> I wish I could sing like that, but I'm just like, I'm like a Sam Kennison, you know, like type of voice. Like my voice, I don't want to say it's raspy, but it's harsh, you know, and it's, I, I can't sing. I'll try to like, you know, hold a note. I'll try to do, I just do the best that I could do with what I got. You know what I mean? And that's all anybody can do because if I waited to get a record deal and waited to be in a multi-million dollar studio, I would have never <clears throat> made any music. I wouldn't have 42 albums or mixtapes. I wouldn't have anything. If I, if I had to wait for everything to be perfect, it would have never happened. So I just do the best with what I have. And that's how I've always done it, you know? And that's why I could say I got that to show for. I've wrote six books. They, you know, I'm not like a, a scholar. I'm not like a, a grammar expert. I'm not, I haven't studied like, you know, fine literature. I don't have any degrees or out accolades for any of that stuff. I just did it. You know what I mean? Like, I just figure it out as I go along. <clears throat> I, I couldn't tell you how many businesses I've started. I couldn't keep them off the ground. I couldn't keep them going. I just, I'm like, I'm brimming with, with so many ideas, so many wonderful things. But one thing I realized, you need money and you need people to make these dreams come true. Most of the people that you see out here that made their dreams come true, they have somebody. Even the boxer, even the boxer has somebody in his corner. He's got the coach. You know what I mean? He's got the coach at the gym. He's got a, he's got the wife at, at at the house that's supporting him. You know what I mean? Everybody has somebody. I really don't have nobody. And I'm not even lying to you. Like, I really don't have anybody. I got Jesus. That's it. And since I got Jesus, we just focus on Jesus stuff. I focus on sticking up the stickers. I focus on the magnet, the, you know, keeping the magnets on my vehicle or designing new magnets when I need to to spread the gospel that way. The clothing line. I've been locked out of my account for three months. Shopify won't let me in my account. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even, when I'm in my account, the website's down, like the amount, the the way that I get attacked is unbelievable. Like I, I could just sit here for days and days and days and just list to you millions and millions away. The enemy has destroyed everything that I've ever worked for in my whole existence. When I'm making music, I couldn't tell you how many problems I have with the music, how many problems I have with the mixing and mastering, how many communication errors that I have between the producers and the engineers and how many problems I have trying to publish the music, the graphics, like every single bit, every single part of the, every single minute or second of my day, I am being attacked. 
If I'm laying in bed, I'm getting attacked with the thoughts. You know what I'm saying? If I'm doing the dishes, <clears throat> a dish breaks. You know what I'm saying? Or something happens there. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. These demons are active. They don't sleep and they're gunning for me. And I hate them. I hate them. And I know they lose in the end. I know that their time's running out. And I know that they're wasting their time trying to mess with me. They're just wasting time. Because I'm the Lord's. I'm sealed. I'm going to be obedient. I know that in my heart that I'm going to be obedient. So I know that they're wasting their time. Now, they may think they're going to trip me up. They may think, you know, that I'm playing the game of Russian roulette and I'm going to make that mistake when the rapture happens and get left behind or make that mistake and die in my sin. But I'm not trying to sin. So if I sin, it's an accident. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not intentional. You know, like I slipped up and, and, and said a cuss word or um, I got mad and. <clears throat> was angry with somebody longer than I should have been and I didn't ask for forgiveness immediately. Like, I don't think those, in, in those moments, that qualifies to, to to go to hell. You know, it was like I seen this baby took her mom's phone and she took off running and her mom was like yelling her name. And she's like, you got my phone? And the baby, the she's videotaping herself and she's laughing and she's giggling. She's a baby. She's full of joy. She's like, no, she lied. First Corinthians six, nine, uh, through 11. It tells us who, who, who makes it to heaven and says liars and thieves don't make it to heaven. Now I know there's an age of accountability, right? So she's probably exempt for that. But the point that I'm trying to make is, we never really had a chance because we are born under a curse. We're born into a sinful vessel. So this is why I get so angry with the Lord a lot. Because I'm like, dude, you set us up. I don't even want to exist. You're forcing me to exist against my will. If I had a choice, I would not participate in this. I do not want to risk ending up in hell for eternity. I don't want to take that risk. I'm not going to take the risk of walking on a tightrope on the Empire State Building to another building with a pole. Even if I got a harness, I'm still not going to do it. Even if I have a harness, even if there's a net underneath me, I'm still not going to take that risk. I know the, the, the way that I get attacked these days... Everything that could go wrong would go wrong. I'd fall. The harness would break. I'd fall through the net. The net would break and I'd fall to my death. You know, oh, you have to trust the Lord. You have to trust God. I get that. But I also get that I have free will here and I don't trust me. So, yeah, I trust God. But I don't trust me. I don't trust myself. I am the problem. You see what I'm saying? I don't want to deal with me any longer. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. I'm not pointing the finger at God. I'm not pointing. To, you know what I mean? I'm mad because I'm I'm trapped. I'm a prisoner. I'm an unhappy prisoner. You know. 
I'm mad about that. I'm trying to do everything I'm supposed to do and get it done. But in the back of my mind and deep down in my heart, I do always think about non-existence. I think about complete freedom of not even being conscious, of not even existing. You know what I'm saying? And I just hope I just hope that that there's that exists. You know, I just hope that uh, I mean Jesus told Matthew, no Thomas. He told Thomas that um, because Thomas, you know, was doubting Thomas or whatever. What is this all about, God? What is what is everything about? What is it? Just tell me. And Jesus said, "Movement and repose." And that was that was the title of one of my books: "Movement and Repose." Red light. Or green light, red light. Movement for green light. Uh, repose for red light. Stop and go. 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 This is our eternity. Stop and go. Stop and go. Stop and go. And when you're stopping, it's not really stopping. It's just pausing. You're just pausing. It's always go mode, go mode, go mode, go mode, go mode. Now I've heard in heaven, even though, you know, there's not a night, there is like a, a, a calming part, you know, like there's like a, a, a time where you kind of settle down and relax, a relaxing period every day or whatever. <clears throat> but I also remember I've heard stories about, you know, you know, how, so, you know, people will be bummed out about those who didn't make it to heaven. You know, people that were in hell. And like, I think if you remember in the Old Testament, the people that were in Sheol could see people in paradise and vice versa or whatever. Something like that. I don't know. Don't quote me. But I knew that the people that were in hell could see the people in heaven and people in the heaven could see the people in hell. Like that was part of the torment for those in hell. And it was like a reminder for those in heaven, you know, of what it could have been like. And I, you know, I'm not object to it, you know, like, it's just, this is, this is overwhelming. This is an overwhelming experience. It's, it's challenging. And, um, this is the way I think, you know, so people that I work with, you know, my coworkers and stuff, they don't understand that. They don't think like this, you know, they're, it's football season, the Detroit Lions just won and, you know, their mind are on, on mundane things you know what I mean they're not even aware of what's really going on in the world and they don't care they don't care you know if it's not here it's not a it's not a big deal I think the one day that my boss said something that kind of was like related to what was going on in the world is when um we had all that smog and it was like it's from the Canadian brush fires this was before the whole Directed energy weapons in Maui and all that stuff, you know. But um, anyways, back to what I was talking about. I'll go to these churches, you know, and there'll be people at the churches and I feel like they're witches, wizards or warlocks or something like that. Like I could kind of see something's not right with these people. Like they're not 100, you know what I mean? Like they're wolves in sheep's clothing. And so I've encountered that, you know, even at this new church and... um. 
I don't know, but I know like when I got there, they were like, everybody stand and we're, we're going to worship the Lord and this and, and I like, I don't, I don't feel like standing and worshiping the Lord. I'm reading my Bible. So I didn't join in on that, you know, and then they were doing tithing. I'm like, man, I'm so broke. I got like $60 in my account. Never been this broke in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I, I have, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely been way broker than that, but, um, I'm just hurt, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I actually got a job job now. And I still do my my self-employment stuff. And I'm still broke because everything's so expensive. My rent got raised. Um, just, I mean, all anything that you could think of for problems. Like, I have to lock my cards now. Because there's just, money just keeps leaving my account somehow. So that way, if it's locked and money's still leaving, something else is going on, you know, with my account routing number. I don't know, but I couldn't tell you how many times I've changed my account and routing number, how many times I've changed banks, how many times I've got new cards issued. Like, I, it's definitely something demonic that's going on, you know, and I've tried to break the curses off of my finances. Like, I'm trying to do everything that I can do. Sometimes you just have to understand God is doing it. God is allowing it. God's keeping you broke. God's keeping you in, in, a, in, a, in a place to where you constantly need him because he knows if you get comfortable, if you get a little bit of money, you completely forgot about him. And that's just what I think it is with me. You know, I'm not preaching. I'm not here, you know, trying to be a pastor to preach to y'all or any of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just just keeping it 100, you know. That's why I don't really get on here like that. That's why I'm not... I don't got like a YouTube, I got a lot of YouTube channels actually, but um, I don't, you know, and I do post dreams and stuff like that when I get on there. I'm not one of those people that is on there every day, you know, that's like, oh, I live off of YouTube. Like, there's a one dude that I was posting uh, pretty recently, uh, Joseph Aquaviva. Or whatever, right? And he's like, I've been on here for X amount of years and you guys pay my bills. And and it's just like, I just sense pride and arrogance with him because somebody was on there talking to him about the Mandela effect. Oh, I don't believe in that. And if you believe in that, get that, get off my channel. And I'm just like, whoa, that's not the fruit of the spirit. Cool. Unfollow that dude. You know what I mean? Because I don't, and, and as soon as they, and I, I mean, I'm following these people because everything is lining up, right? It's lining up with the Bible. It's lining up with scripture. But you got to wait. You got to wait for them to do something to show their true callers and not repent of it. When you see them do something and not repent of it, that's a red flag that they're not walking with the Lord. Because I have to repent all day, every day. All day, every day I have to repent and ask for forgiveness. That's that's me working out my salvation with fear and trembling. If I was not working out my salvation with fear and trembling, then I would probably just not think nothing about it because the holy I wouldn't feel the conviction from the Holy Spirit. And that's dangerous. <laughs> I mean, if you're not feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that's not where you want to be. Like you want to be working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Expecting the imminent return of Christ at any moment. You know what I mean? Be careful to not think about the wrong things for too long. Thankfully, God 
really works with me. A bird will poop on my windshield. A rock will will hit hit my windshield because I drive a lot. I might trip over my own foot. Um, trust me, God is God is so connected to us. He's so in tune with us. We, we it's just unexplainable. It's unexplainable how well he knows us. I mean, it's just, you just, I mean, no wonder there's angels just singing, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty and praising him forever. I mean, he really is great. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what's overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like I'm that I'm dealing with the creator of everything on a personal, personal level, you know? And so when I was in church, I didn't do that. I didn't tithe, you know what I'm saying? Um, he's, he asked the church to stand up several times. And one thing I noticed with this pastor, he'll be all the way up at the front. I'm all the way at the back. I'm I'm on the back right side by the light so I could take notes. And he would say things. He would say things like, I got, I, I've got a necklace, right? It doesn't have a cross on it. But it's got Jesus on it. But he was like, just because you wear a necklace with a cross on it don't make you a Christian. And then he was like, um, he was like, you guys can't just come here for the word. You need to, you need to do this and you need to do that. You need to be involved in the worship. And, it, and it's just like, man, this, uh, I'm, I'm sensing a, a spirit of control here. And then I'm hearing him talking about, yeah, I was in the gym with my personal trainer and you know, I, I was in the sauna and he was like, yeah, I like the sauna. And he was like, and I, some guy was talking to me and I didn't even share the gospel with him. But when I left, I was like, man, I, I should have, I should have shared the gospel with him or at least told him to come to my church. So I'm like, well, cool. That's that's good that he recognizes that he's being convicted by the Holy Spirit, you know. But, um, I, you know, and we all got stuff that we're working on. So, like, I'm not trying to attack him or pinpoint him or in any type of way. It's really why I don't even get on him to do my own episodes because, you know, I start just sharing a lot of stuff that's going on in my life that could probably be interpreted like I'm I'm trying to judge these people or anything. But I'm really not. Like I'm really trying to just give a lesson here that it doesn't matter if they're pastors or preachers or whatever. Like we all got stuff to work on all day long. But I could tell I it felt like maybe he was a little bit irritated with me or something like that. And we can't be assuming. Like we all assume stuff. And I think that's how the demons get us to where we can jump to conclusions and stuff if we assume but I was just going through some some personal issues. I was going through a lot of spiritual warfare, actually, you know. And even one of the guys from the church was like, man, maybe you should stop interceding, praying so much for people because you're getting attacked by, you know, their demons and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm just doing what God tells us to do, man. I'm just praying for people. Like, I pray for random people going down the street, you know, prostitutes, uh, you know, uh, people with drug addictions, you know, homeless people. So I'm, I'm always just trying to pray for everybody because I really don't want nobody to go to hell. I've been to hell and it sucks. Like, I don't want to ever go back. I never want to be there ever again. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely have a heart for humanity. And I it, it, it makes me sad. I cry a lot. You know, and when I go to that church, I'm crying. Like, I go to that church, I cry. You know, like, so it's not like I'm coming there with pride or ego or anything. But I'm just there with, with the Lord. And so when he, once everything settled down and he started preaching the word, 
the Holy Spirit just came over to me and just started rocking me. And I was trying to stop it because I, my body was oscillating and vibrating so much. And I'm just swaying back and forth, left and right, left and right, left and right. And it was so much like it started like at the base of my feet, but it started so much that when it got to the top, like I'm just, just rocking, you know what I mean? And I'm like, whoa, Lord. And I'm just like, and I'm talking to the Lord, like, man, just really deep, deep talking to him, like just asking for forgiveness. Like, like I don't even know how I offended you, Lord, but just please forgive me for everything. Please forgive me for existing. Please for asking for forgiveness for existing, because then that might fall, that ball might fall into your court, you know what I mean? Because you created me. But I'm basically just trying to say, Lord, forgive me because I can't deal with myself anymore. So I can only imagine how much of a, a burden I am to you, you know, so that's how I was just pleading to the Lord, just asking for forgiveness, like, you know, just really broken and tired, you know, asking for forgiveness for overthinking too much for, you know, maybe, maybe I did pray for people who should, maybe are demons in the flesh that don't, that can't have prayer. Maybe they committed the unpardonable sin of, of blasphemy and the Holy Spirit or whatever. Either way, I was just thankful that I had the Holy Spirit and that I didn't blaspheme the Holy Spirit because sometimes I feel like I may have done that when I get mad at God and get mad that he created me. You know what I mean? So I was going through that and I found some scriptures while I was reading the Bible, while all that stuff was going on that really hit home for me that I wrote down. And the thing is, who's that pastor to say you know, God's working with everybody in their own ways. Like he was focused on some Muslim dude that he converted to Christianity and he was really happy about that. And they videotape it and he's on Facebook. I just don't sit in the area where I'm going to be on videotape. Like I sit in the back by a light away from everybody so I can focus on God. So I can have my personal time with the Lord. And so I can take notes. You know what I mean? That's what I'm there for. And if that's, if that's what I'm there for, then who are you to say anything? And I tithe every time I've been there. That was the only time I didn't tithe because I just didn't have the money for it, you know? And the thing is, who knows where what he's spending my tithing money on? Is any of my tithing money going to his personal trainer? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I know that when I tithe, I know where it's going. I know that that homeless man that I bought the food for and he, as soon as I hand it to him, he takes a bite out the cheeseburger. I know that's where it went. You know, I know that, uh, when I spend money on these stickers or these magnets, I know where the money's going and I, and I see it in action. You see what I'm saying? I have a ministry too, but you don't see me begging people for donations and asking people to tithe towards my ministry. But one thing I do know is my ministry the money that I spend, the money that I make goes into my ministry. So I know I'm tithing. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, I was getting confirmations there. And sometimes I go there, you know, and I, I'm expecting the confirmation. And, and it was cool because, you know, he's, he, you know, I see that he wants to preach on lukewarmness like I've been noticing that and when he was in there preaching he was like this this was kind of a beautiful thing that happened for me and I think it's right when the Holy Spirit hit me heavy um a little before that I think but it really hit me heavy because he was talking like 
you know, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm in, I'm in the word all day long. So, like, it's just some, a reoccurring theme that comes up for me. So, I was kind of understanding where he was kind of going with with his message. And he was like, I don't know. I knew something weird was going on because when I didn't participate in with everybody standing to worship the Lord, I was, mind you, I was so tired. I was so tired that I didn't even want to go there because they it's on the other side of town it's like a 30 35 40 minute drive for me because it's during rush hour traffic you know what i'm saying so it was just like i i drive for a living so i'm already tired when i get off work so to go home take a shower i was falling asleep in the shower you know what i mean i had to sit down falling asleep in the shower and um it just took a lot of energy to just get get up and go there you know and it's so far from me, you know what I mean? So that's another reason why I probably am not going to be able to make it every single week. But um, I went um, and I was just tired. I didn't feel like standing. Like I just needed to rest. I just wanted, I was like, Lord, you know, come to me all who are weary and I'll provide them rest, right? I'll give them rest. So that's what I was wanting. I just wanted to be uh, basically nurtured by the Holy Spirit, you know, just, you know, comforted. And, and I just wanted to be in the Holy Spirit's present. I know the Holy Spirit's at that church. Nobody there is perfect, obviously, um, including me, especially me. But, um, but, um, he was saying something and this, every, this lady was screaming and hollering about everything. And you know how, you know, when somebody's doing something like, it, you could just sense that it's intentional. Like they're trying to get on your nerves or trying to irritate you. And mind you, when I was there, like there's a whole bunch of little kids around me and they're like running, you know, by the seats and making a lot of noise. I didn't mind that, you know, because kids are cool. Like I have no problem with kids. They're full of joy. They're innocent. They're close to the Lord. And to me, that's just like being near the Holy Spirit. It's like being near some animals, you know, like, you just sense the nat not nature, but you could just sense God, you know, God's presence. So I didn't mind that actually, you know. But some guy came up and he was like, Leave this man alone. He's trying to study the Bible. And I just looked at him crazy, like, nah, bro, like I wouldn't even I'm not even I'm not even thinking about that. I'm not even worried about them. They was they was down at the end of the row anyway, you know what I mean? So I definitely didn't mind that, but I felt bad because now I felt like the kids thought that I was upset with them because I wasn't, you know. But, um, um, anyways, um, the late, this lady, she was hooting and hollering the whole time. Like when, when the pastor, the co-pastor, you know, whatever they were talking. And like I said, I was really in the Bible. Like I was reading the Bible off my phone. And that's another thing. The pastor might've thought that I'm in my phone on social media. Who knows what they thought, you know, or what other people thought of me being there. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely felt like I was under attack. Like you could sense it in the spirit spirit world when you know the enemy's trying to attack you. I feel it all day long, especially as soon as I leave my apartment. Here I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like thankfully I have some solace here and I have some tranquility here, you know. Not always because the neighbors and stuff, but um but you know, at least right now in this moment it's it's pretty it's pretty chill. So anyway, um she was hooting. It was a couple of them, and they were just hollering about everything the pastor said. Woohoo! Yeah! 
I mean, so much that it was like annoying, you know what I mean? And I'm just trying to block it out. I'm like, God, these are your people. Obviously, I'm irritable. Please forgive me, Lord. You know, I don't want to have any judgments. I don't want to have any um, negative thoughts towards anybody at all. Like, it's cool or whatever. Can you just turn the volume down a little bit, God, so I could just really focus on your word? Can you just minimize it a little bit? And it felt like she got louder after that, you know what I mean? And you could, I knew for that this this was she was being extra you know what i mean like i knew she was being extra i never even made eye contact with her so this is just all i know she's around me she's behind me or somewhere to the side of me or something but i'm not breaking my my concentration from the word like i'm trying to get the word in that's what i'm there for i didn't you know i wasn't with i just wasn't with worshiping how they was worshiping when they got there like i don't i'm not the type of person that just goes into something to, to fake it. Like it has to be authentic for me. If it's not authentic, I'm not going to fake it. You know what I mean? And that's just how I am. I've always been that way. You know what I mean? Like I can't even make music if I'm not feeling it. So you know the music I'm making, I'm feeling it if I'm making it. Now, mind you, you can start a song and then you can start to lose interest while you're making a song. That's happened to me a lot. And you just want to get the song done. So you just plow through it to knock it out you know what I mean but um that kind of started happening to me last night the song that I'm about to do what I think I'm gonna call it cloaking I think I'm gonna call it cloaking c-l-o-a-k-i-n-g and I did another song this week called people that's gonna be released professionally and then I think I did another one <clears throat> about Jesus I mean they're, they're I guess they're all Kind of about that really, but I can't remember. I forget what I called the other song, but I know, I know the, the one that's kind of got like a darker melody because it's like a drill trap type beat. That one's called People, and that one I'm, I'm incorporating Philip Barnett's prophecy about where the missiles were will strike in America. So that one's kind of important because I feel like I'm warning people that live in those areas, but anyway. Um, so she's hooting and hollering or whatever. And I'm I'm like, like I said, I was noticing she's being extra, but I didn't want to judge. So I was just pushing to the back of my mind because I really wanted to focus on the word. And I know that the devil distracts as much as he can, however he can through whoever he can. And the guys at the preacher said, uh, he was, he was like, "All right, it's time for the children to leave." And she was like, "Woo!" Oh, oops. So you knew, in that moment, I knew exactly what I thought it was. She was just being extra. She was just hooting and hollering for anything that he was saying, right? And she caught herself because when he said, oh, "It's time for the children to leave," and she did that, people was like. I think everybody at that kind of moment kind of knew she was being extra, whoever she was. Like I said, I never made eye contact or even looked in her way or anything like that. But um, anyways, I did get a confirmation because the pastor did say something about milliseconds. He's like, we're down to the milliseconds. And I'm like, cool. I just did a song like a week ago called milliseconds. That's my confirmation. You know what I mean? And this is how I work with the Lord. You know what I mean? Like if it's on my heart or whatever. And for me to make sure I know it's the Lord, it's a thing is confirmed by two or more. You know what I mean? 
So that was cool to get that. And, um, <sighs> of course, I don't know who the second one was to confirm that. It was probably like a video I posted or something like that. I don't know. Anyways, that was enough confirmation for me. Whether it was confirmed for two or more or not. Just just the fact that I heard him saying milliseconds. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, that was cool. That at least made me know that, you know, we are in the milliseconds. And the fact that Jesus opened my door this morning. You know, I mean, obviously it had to be Jesus, right? So the rapture must be close. Now, how long how long will I hear the door opening before the rapture actually happens? I don't know. I know that in the dreams that God has given me, the time frame was always from this time, the fall to the spring of the rapture happening. You know what I mean? So I was thinking it would have to be before spring next year that the rapture would happen you know but i was thinking this for a couple of years now but now i really do feel like it, it could be you know before spring next year but um anyway long story short of course it's not but there's something else i wanted oh yeah so the pastor going in the same thing started preaching about um you know all these things about christians this i it was almost like he was setting them up right like, well, Christians are like this and Christians are like that. And, you know, they're this and they're this and that and that and this and that. And then he was like, um, you know, how many love their lot? You know, or he was like, he says something like, how many um, hate their life and and wish they were dead or something like that? And I was the only person to raise my hand in the whole church. I was the only person to raise my hand. And I heard some snickering and laughing and, you know, and I don't want to jump to conclusions or assume that it was directed towards me. But I can only imagine that whoever these people were that were trying to get my attention, that were trying to get me to turn my head and look in their direction, I wouldn't give it to them the whole time I was there. Um, it felt like it was those same group of individuals, ladies, you know what I mean? And... uh even one of the guys in one there told me that one of the, the women there had a Jezebel spirit. And I do feel like that Jezebel spirit is in that church for sure. Because uh, there was one girl that I seen there that I know she used to actually date one of my friends. He was crippled. He um he was a crippled guy. And um she ended up leaving him. But when they was in that relationship, you know, it was fornication. You know, they weren't married or anything. I don't believe so. I don't want to, they could have been married and he maybe went through a divorce. That could have been possible. I don't know. But I do know that she was, um, flirt, she flirted with me, you know, during that process where she was splitting up with him. And, uh, I didn't take the bait. Like I wasn't going for it. Honestly, that was kind of made me mad. <laughs> I always been mad at my dude's girls that ever, that always tried to like come at me like that. It always really made me mad it really disgusted me you know what i'm saying um yeah i don't even know why they would even think that that would not with me anyway you know maybe some other dudes out there in the world but not with me because i don't know you know like i always just been one of them dudes like my my friends girls would get mad because nine times out of ten i, I probably don't even acknowledge them you know what i mean 
I just don't even acknowledge them, you know. But I grew up in a different environment, you know, like drug dealing, street life and stuff like that. So for me, it was just like a code of respect. It was like morals. And uh, I never wanted to put the thought in my any of my friends' heads, even remotely consider that I would had, had ever even had a thought about their their woman. You know what I mean? So usually when I come over, the women are not like right next to the dude anyway. They might be in the kitchen or they might be on the couch or something like that. Like I'm over there to do business with him. And it was normally business, like I said, because I was a drug dealer. So I never really came over to hang out and kick it. Like we would always go to a public place to do that, you know. And um, But in, in somebody's home, like I just never, it, the most it would be like, hey, how you doing? And then that was it. You know, it wouldn't be like long conversations or any of that. Like, I'm definitely not having a conversation with with uh, someone if, if the demand's not in the room. You know, like I just always hung out with the dudes. The girls hung out with the girls. That's how it was at my, at my crib. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I raised my hand. And then I, that's when I really started feeling the Holy Spirit. come Because, I mean, what he was preaching on was basically that... You know, if you're not under this, uh, this the, the attacks that I know that I'm going through, if you're not, you know, 100% focused on the Lord, if you don't got oil on your lamp, you know, if you're lukewarm, um, you're not going to make the cut, you know. And then he was also talking about he, people need to go out there and really start sharing the gospel. And he's like, I want you guys to share the... And it's just like, for me, you know, how I live my life, like, none of this is new to me. Like, I've been living this way, you know? Like, I share the gospel every day. I'm sticking up stickers. I'm posting episodes, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sharing, like, I know I'm reaching, ten, like, 10,000 people a week with this podcast alone <clears throat> all over the world. So when I look at the demographics and I look at, you know, how these the episodes are doing, how many people are listening to each episode and all that. Like I got all that information. So I know that these episodes are reaching people. And every now and then somebody will hit me up and say, thank you so much. You know, this podcast means a lot to me. You're like the only podcast that I listen to. Like, you know, it's really on road. You know, I, I really look forward to, to, you know, I was going to say that they got it on rotation, but they basically just look forward to the episodes that I post. So sometimes I get bummed out when I don't get to post a lot, but just know it's the devil. He's distracting me. Like something's going on to where I'm unable to keep that, that frequency up because it's not like there's not enough material out there. There's more than enough material. There's more than enough things to keep us completely occupied with God 100% of our time here. That's not. The problem. The problem is the devil distracting us. <laughs> you know, he's trying to keep us out of the word. You know what I mean? And there's just so many different ways to get the word. Like you don't have to constantly just, you know, be reading the Bible all day long. Like if you got to drive somewhere, you can listen to the Bible. You know what I mean? Or you can um, listen to sermons about scripture but it should always be about scripture it should always be about the bible and so i make sure i try to post stuff like that there's a lot of current events but these things relate back to like you know biblical prophecy so you know that's like prophecy watchers i post a lot i try to post a lot of a lot of their stuff because you know they connect the, the things you know and they're not always focused on like current events either too 
But, um, yeah, I mean, the signs are all, all around of what's going on. We're definitely there. And I know exactly how it feels to see all these things and still be in your sin and still be detached. You know what I mean? I know that feeling. I know what it's like to be walking with the Lord 90% of your life. And then in that little 10%, you're sinning, you're slipping, you're backsliding. I get it. I know that. You know, and I know he wants us to buckle down. And I know that he knows it's difficult for us. You know what I mean? Like, we're only human. We can't do this alone. We need him to help us do that. <clears throat> and it's difficult. You know, like, I've been wanting to, to start finishing my book. Like, I'm so upset that I had, like, with this new job, I thought having this new job that since I would have some set work hours that on my off hours that I would be able to tackle the book, the music and the clothing, the, this clothing store, right? The Christian clothing line. And I've only been able to do like one of those and still be able to go work out. So out of working out the book, the clothing store and the music, the only thing that I've been somewhat able to do is the quickest thing for me that that I can do the fastest which is the music so yeah it's frustrating you know what I mean and then they shut down the whole thing the whole um core links thing with the penitentiary so like the people the inmates that I was talking to to try to get them books or get you know some of the their Cody's books or their uh their co-defendant books or their, the other inmates books or whatever um they shut the core links down so like i don't have a way to communicate with them no more so um now i just gotta basically try to find people that know people that are locked up get their address and send it to them that way and then sometimes you gotta be on their friend list or it's just it's it's really difficult to just do anything for God these days, man. It really is. I'm spent, you know, like I'm so exhausted from it because I'm trying to hit it from every angle and I still don't feel like I'm doing enough. Like I'm just, the other day I was just like, these stickers aren't big enough. This magnet on my car is not big enough. The the words on the magnet are not big enough. They're not bright enough. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, I need to get some vinyl letters and put them on my, on my windshield, on, on my windows. Like I'm still constantly thinking, like, how do I really go out here and spread the gospel? Like, I even wrote on the back of my company truck, Jesus is Lord forever with the dirt because it's dirty. I did that. I did that. And I got in trouble for it. But there's other people at my job that will draw demons on the truck and they never got in trouble for drawing demons on the truck. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you tell me, you know, and this is like, I know the guy that's doing it. I'm actually pretty cool with him. You know, he's actually got like a, a pentagram tattooed on his arm. You know what I mean? And he wears like Metallica shirts, but he he's just like him as a person. He's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. And I know Jesus is after his heart. Like I know Jesus really wants him, you know, to to really learn the word and be obedient, you know. Um, I don't know, man, some miraculous could happen, you know, and he does do that, start taking his walk with the Lord seriously, or he may just continue to live life as he's currently living it. But if he does continue to live life as he currently living it, um, it's a strong possibility that 
you know, he'll fall into a category of of being lukewarm because he said he's a believer. He said he believes in God, you know. I just don't, I think for him, he needs more information and more details, but he's so busy with, you know, work because he works crazy hours. And then when he gets off, he's only got like a, a couple hours to relax. And he really just makes sure that he's taking that time to relax. And I get it because I work with him and I know how tiring this job is. And when I get home, that's exactly what I do. Like all I think about when I get off work is I'm drenched in sweat. I'm soaked in sweat, right? All day long. I just want to get in the shower. That's it. I get, I come home, I get in the shower, man. And I'm just like, ah, oh, thank you, Lord. You know, and then as soon as I get out the shower, I don't want to drive no more. I'm so tired of driving that I usually just lay on the couch and I usually fall asleep. I usually fall asleep, take a nap, wake up, you know. And then I'm up for maybe like an hour or two. And then I got to go back to sleep so I could wake up early to go to work again. Because literally, like, I'm I'm realizing that I literally only have like two or three hours, you know, of me time when I get off work before I got to go back to sleep to do it all over again. So, in that two or three hours, I'm trying to do stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to write a song. I'm trying to look for a beat. I'm trying to do something quick that I could still be doing something for the kingdom. You know what I mean? Still be doing something from God. But I understand how difficult it is to really be 100%, 1,000% focused on God 24-7. I get that. Like, I understand it. You know what I mean? It is difficult. And couldn't you imagine people that are in relationships, that have kids, and have all these other obligations for their children? You have no time for the Lord, you know? Except for your to and to or fro, to and from, to where you're going and from where you're going, you know, that time in the car to maybe listen to this podcast, to listen to a sermon, to play the Bible. And I don't know about you. I listen to the Bible app directly. I get sleepy because it's like, thou come hither from, you know what I mean? It's just like, I because I think it's because. It's the King James Version, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know what version it is. I think it's the King James Version, but I hope it is because that's the only one I've, I've I've been really focused on. But I still, I still, you know, you know, read and listen to different versions all the time for sure. Anyway, I'm already tired from talking on here. I feel like this is way too much. But, um, but no, I, I definitely know that it feels good to have the confirmation that you're on track with the Lord. Obviously, you're, it's never enough. There's always more that's required and there's always more that you could do. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, 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 it's like a endless, tireless, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted already. Like, and I just woke up. I feel like I need to go right back to sleep. <sighs> I might do that, actually. <laughs> I might just lay down for a little bit. Maybe I woke up too soon. I don't know. But, uh, I love y'all for sure. My prayer is, you know, God's wish that none shall perish. 
I just want us to just be one big happy family with no more demons, no more fallen angels, no more filthiness, no more nastiness. I I just pray that there's there's no possible way for us to even get off track to even think the wrong thoughts or any of that stuff. You know, that's what I pray because I'm tired of making mistakes. I'm tired of being a sinner. You know, I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of this experience. I just want it to be over with. It's like a never-ending nightmare. And I'm just exhausted. I hate it. I hate my life. And it's biblical, you know. People don't understand it. It's biblical. It is biblical for me to feel this way. And that's all that matter. You know, if I'm feeling the way that God said that you're supposed to feel, then cool. You know what I mean? Because I want to make the rapture. I don't want to be left behind. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready for the heavenly experience. I'm ready for, to, I'm ready to experience paradise. I truly am. And like I said, when I, earlier when I was talking about that baby that took, that took her mom's phone and, her, and lied about having her phone, I got so mad because I just remembered so many Christians that say, we deserve to go to hell. We're sinners and we deserve hell. I hate hearing that because I didn't ask to exist. You know what I mean? Like I get that's that's what we're dealing with. Like I, I understand that I'm a sinner. I get that. I understand that even when I don't want to sin, that I sin. And I understand how impossible it is to not sin. I understand all that. But I also understand that I didn't force myself to exist. I didn't agree to be here. And if I did... I've asked a million times to break that contract because I made a horrible mistake by being here. I don't want to be here. I do not want to risk being left behind. I do not want to risk going to hell. It's not worth it for me. For Jesus, he said he would die for one person. Cool, I get that. But you're half man and half God, right? You didn't have a a human father. It's different because you're Jesus. You're God, right? It's not like that for us. You know what I mean? Like, I can't go a minute without sinning by thinking something that I shouldn't be thinking or whatever. But I feel like it's always starts in the mind. You know what I mean? Like, that's where the sin starts, you know? So it's like, and I don't know if it's my thought or if it's a demon that's putting it there. I don't know. I'm not that, I'm not like a master of the thought realm of how thoughts work. And like, I don't understand a lot of stuff. I just know that I'm not trying to make God mad to where he can punish me some more or, um, leave me behind after the rapture or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just insanity for me. It's very, very exhausting and tiring. And I just want it to end, you know? So that's why I just think about non-existence so much, you know, I just, it seems peaceful. It seems like true freedom away from everything, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I don't want to hurt God's feelings by saying that. I just don't know if he truly understands what it's like to be us. Like, I know that they say that he does because of Jesus or whatever, but does he really? Because Jesus was half God and half human. Like, does he really, truly, 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 truly understand 
what it's like to be sinful. I don't think he knows sin. I don't think he can know sin because he's perfect. I think that's why Jesus said, God, why have you forsaken me when Jesus was on the cross? Because he took on all the sin of the world. And that was the moment that he felt disconnected from the Lord, from himself, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know. I think about I think about this type of stuff all the time, you know? So, I'll probably drive myself crazy. And I think that's probably why some, some of, like, my coworkers are just like, you know, they, they, it's hard for them to deal with me. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, well, how do you think I feel? I got to deal with myself 24-7. Like, that's what I was trying to tell y'all earlier. Like, I'll be telling God, like, I'm tired of me. Like, I get why no one else wants to deal with me. I don't want to deal with me, you know? And I'm like, if you could just make me not exist, then you won't have to deal with me either. And it's a win-win situation for everybody. Everybody will be happy because I won't, I will not be around. I will not exist. And it'll just be cool. You know what I mean? For me, at least, maybe that's me being selfish. But, you know, if I don't exist, I don't exist. It's just non-existence, you know? And I think that was, I got a comment from some lady when I posted that on my Instagram before I deleted it. And she just, she was snarky in her little response, you know? And that's what, that's why I'm, one thing I'm kind of glad with the Instagram that I don't got to deal with that snarkiness no more. I don't got to deal with people just trying to make jabs at me and everybody's competing with me. Everybody wants to, to be smarter than me, stronger than me, faster than me better at me and it's like cool you are you are you're better than me you're more attractive to me you're smarter you're more handsome you're more intelligent you're you're everything you know you're you got more money you got a better job you live in a better house um you got a better smile your, your hair's better like whatever i deal with that all day long People just try to one-up me. You know what I mean? I, I I deal with it so much, it's disgusting. Like, that's why I don't want to exist. You know what I mean? Because I'm tired of dealing with that. Like, I'm just... If that's not persecution, if that's not spiritual warfare, I don't know. I mean, aside from the mental attacks, um, you know, in my mind all day long, um, I got to deal with other people, you know? And I deal with it. Like, there's a dude at my job that I just, you know, like, I, I try to be forgiving. I really try to, you know, not have any issues with him or whatever. But I could be talking to another coworker and he'll walk in and he's automatically in our conversation. And he's already got something to say. It happens all the time. Like, I'm just talking to somebody else and he just starts chiming in. Well, I don't know. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, damn, dude. I wouldn't even, I don't I try not to be rude, so I'll never say nothing to him. Like, I am getting a little bit more um I don't know what to say, gutsy. Yeah, I guess a little bit more ballsy with these guys to where I am, you know, being a little bit more fight I'm pushing back a little bit more because I kind of just had enough. Cause all day long they just make homosexual jokes. All day long they're just they're just making just jokes that are filthy, vile, and disgusting. And I don't want to hear it. I don't want my ears to hear it. My boss is doing it. The, the manager, the assistant manager, like everybody there, their whole atmosphere is making 
gay jokes. You know what I mean? And it's disgusting. It's filthy. It's disgusting. And they all got girlfriends and wives. Except for like maybe a couple of them. But, you know, it's just, I, I, I can't deal with it, man. You know, like I got to walk out of the room so many times. I don't laugh at their jokes. I just give them a look like you're immature and disgusting. These dudes are all in their 50s. I mean, there's some dudes in there that's in their 20s and 30s and stuff like that. But a lot of these dudes are older dudes. You know what I mean? And uh, it's just, it's disgusting. Like one, uh, this other guy that invited me to the church, he's like, man, you know, you could report him, you know, you could take it to the boss. I'm like, dude, my boss, every day I walk in, he's like, what's up queer? What's up fag? Like, that's how they talk, you know? And it's like, I've told him before, like, man, please don't talk to me that way. Um, you know, I'm don't try to include me in your jokes. I don't think they're funny. You know, I'm a Christian. I have, I'm have. i trying to be set apart. I'm not trying to partake of any of your filthiness. Like, it really bothers me. Uh, one time somebody says something, I'm like, uh, I told my boss, I'm like, man, I want to file a complaint against him. And he's like, calm down, queer. You know what I mean? Like, that's the atmosphere there. It's all a bunch of Caucasian guys. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I am Hispanic. I live in the hood. So I'm, I'm probably around more Hispanics and African-Americans than anything, but we don't talk to each other like that in my neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, there's a level of respect in my neighborhood, you know? And um, so I'm working in an environment that's kind of like out in the country, I guess. So I don't know. I guess the white white boys, they kind of, the white guys or whatever, the Caucasian dudes, they this is how they joke and they talk and it's all funny to them. It's never been funny, and it'll never be funny, and I just think it's disgusting, like, just the way that they they make references to each other in gay manners, you know, and, uh, like, I've heard, of, I've only been there, like, 90 days, and I've heard the same jokes every single day on a loop this long, and I know these dudes have been there for 10, 15 years, and I just don't understand how they keep laughing at the same jokes every day. Like, it just seems crazy to me. Like, I just don't get it, you know? So I've been praying to the Lord, like, please, I need a new job. I don't want to be here. I don't want to work here no more. I actually don't even want a job driving anymore. Like, I'm tired of driving, you know? So if there's any prayer warriors out there, I'd appreciate a prayer for that. And um, if you even made it this far, because I know this is a little bit redundant, me speaking this much. But that's why I don't really get on here. I really don't try to make it about me so much. I do feel like the rapture soon, so it's probably why I'm dealing with a lot of stuff. But just when I first started there, man, I backslid so heavy, you know what I mean? And there's not a day that goes by where it's like, that's the thing. Like, if you don't interact with them in some type of manner, they get offended by it and they think there's something wrong with you. So I have to kind of interact with them, but I always try to distract them. And talk about something else. Like, oh, what's this about? Or how's this work? Or did it, you know what I mean? But they always bring it right back to their little, you know, gay jokes. They just say gay stuff to each other all day long. It makes me wonder if maybe they really are homosexual. I don't know. They could be. You know, they could actually all be homosexuals. I have no idea. But 
I wouldn't doubt it because they talk about it so much. It's, just, it's so filthy and disgusting. And I mean, it's probably a major lawsuit. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's a lawsuit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure that's some millions right there. You know what I mean? And I'm just praying they get it together quick because they're grown. They need to act as such. I even bought my boss a cheesecake and was like, look, dude, do a quote of the day. You know what I mean? It's like, I shouldn't be trying to tell the leaders how to be leaders. They should be leaders because you're being paid for a leadership position. You should not be contributing and speaking in that manner with that filthiness and that disgust. And both of them claim to be Christians. Well, newsflash, you're lukewarm Christians. If the rapture happens, you will get left behind. That's the newsflash. You need to get it together. All right. And I'm an employee, so it's not like I can just tell them. Now, they see the magnets on my car. If one of them wants to watch the, to listen to the podcast and they come across this episode, cool. You got the message. You need to, to get it together. You need to, to be obedient to the Lord. You can't be out here claiming to be a Christian and acting and speaking that filth out of your mouth. It's not acceptable. And I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not... You know, I'm not one to be telling on people or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's between you and God. But I, I'm definitely stressed out about it. I'm definitely over it. It's definitely wearing on me. It's definitely affecting my job performance. I'm not coming in on time. Like, I, I, le I less and less want to be there. You know, I've even asked my boss, can I please come in an hour later? Since we actually don't start working for an hour until I get there. You know what I mean? So you get there. That, in that first hour, it's a meeting. A mandatory meeting, right? Then after that meeting, you are cleaning. If I, if I have to be or tolerate that type of foul language, profanity, and disgusting talk for that hour that I'm there... And this is happening during the mandatory meeting. I don't want to be there. I'd rather just come there, load my truck, bang out, come back, load up my truck again, bang out, and then leave. And they know something's up because as soon as, as soon as I'm done, I'm gone. I'm not hanging out to talk with anybody, nothing. I don't want to be around y'all. You guys are disgusting. I love you like God loves you. I hate your sin. Like God hates your sin. You know, and I'm like, God, enough is enough, man. I need a new job. I've been filling out apps, submitting resumes. Um, I could just go back to being self-employed. You know what I mean? I really could. I just don't want to put the miles on my car. I just don't want to do that. I'm trying to finagle another self-employment type of opportunity. Um, that's why I really wish my store was popping. So I could just focus on my store. Like if I could do anything, I'll just focus on my Christian clothing company and that's it. But I need help. You know what I mean? Like I need a partner. I need somebody that knows what they're doing with the whole Shopify thing. I need a business partner. I've been praying about that for years, years. That's what I'm saying. I pray to God for so many things for so long and he just doesn't answer the prayers. I'm like, God, let me win the lotto so I could have, you know, I don't know. Let me just win, you know, 
some millions so I can get so I can go buy vehicles, shrink wrap the vehicles with your word on it, cre- create street teams where we go and stick up posters and we got the clothing and we we go state to state pushing the gospel. Go state to state, open up Christian clothing stores. Like people going to church, what is you doing in the church? The, the people that need the word are in the street. The people that are going to get left behind are in the street. The people that are going to go to hell are out here in the street. They're everyday people. You got to go to where they are at. That's what Jesus did. Jesus didn't sit up. He was home. He was homeless. He didn't sit up in a church. He was out in the public on on the hillside preaching to everybody. That's what we need to do. If we're not doing that, then it's just not working. Street preachers are in need right now. We need street preachers. We need street evangelism. Like, we need that. That's the only way we're going to reach people. That's why I was like, man, Lord, let me win the lotto. Give me, get somebody to donate money. I got my cash app tag right there. Dollar sign redesigning destiny. If there's a multi-millionaire listening to this podcast, there's a multi-millionaire and you're not a Christian. And you know that you might be going to hell. Why don't you take your money? Why don't you give your life to Christ? And why don't you go do it? I don't even want your money. You do it. Because it ain't about me getting the money to do it. It's about the job getting done. Because sooner, the sooner the job gets done, the sooner we're out of here. The sooner there's heaven on earth. I can care less about the money. I don't want nothing here. But if nobody's going to do it, then God put the money in my account so I can get the job done because I'm tired of waiting. That's the type of person I am. If you're not going to do it, let me do it because I'm tired of waiting on you. You don't want to do the dishes? Get out the way. I'm going to do the dishes. I'm doing them right now. Don't. T- oh, I'll do. The- I was going to do the dishes tonight when I get off work. Or- no, let me do them right now. And I'm just using an analogy because I don't live with nobody. I live by myself. You know what I mean? Somebody's like, oh, oh, I was. I was going to cut the grass uh, on Sunday. Not get out the way, man. I'm gonna do it right now. That's the type of person I am. I'll do it right now, right now, right now, right now. Do it now. Stop making excuses. Do it now. Oh, I don't. I don't know how to design a a graphic so I can make a sticker. Okay. Well, get a piece of paper and and and, and put a scripture on it and, and tape it to your car window. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Right now. Do it now. Do it. Just do it. Stop making excuses. Get the piece of paper, get the tape, and put it on your window. You drive your car every day. Start spreading the gospel that way. Just do it. You got a white t-shirt? Take a black sharpie to it. Write some scripture on it. Do it now. You got shoes? Write some scripture on your shoes. Do it now. Do it now. Stop making excuses. The sooner we can get the word out, the sooner we can get people saved, the sooner this all ends. That's the way it's working. No wonder God's going to send his wrath here. He's sick of it too. He wants us to be in paradise. He wants us to be in heaven. He told you what to do. Just go do it. You down here enjoying the filth. You out here playing in feces. You, you in a septic tank with a with a uh, in an inner tube, you want an inner tube in a septic tank drinking urine. That's what you're doing. If you're not spreading the gospel, that's what you're doing. You're enjoying a world full of sin, increasing sin, increasing wickedness. You're enjoying it. 
You're co-signing it by not speaking up. You're co-signing it by being complacent, by being lukewarm. No wonder God wants to spit you out of his mouth. I agree. Spit them out. They're not qualified for the kingdom. We need warriors. We need disciples. And you know what? I got to go finish my song. So I could post that. Because I know people are going to listen to that. And then when I'm done with my song, I'm going to get in my car with my magnets on my vehicle. And then I'm going to go stick up stickers. That's how I'm going to spend the rest of my day. And while I'm doing all of that, I'm going to be wearing my Christian t-shirt with a scripture on it. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to be posting more episodes on my podcast. What are you doing? I'm not doing this for clout. I'm not doing this to brag. I'm doing it because you're not doing it. That's why I'm doing it because you're not doing it. Do it. 